to look deeply into one's heart of hearts is a responsibility like no other on earth. May we take this solitary journey and see if we can live radically differently on this beautiful earth, right in the center of this crumbling society which you and I have built. Perhaps in this marvelous inward expedition, every single barrier is destroyed and we will find ourselves walking together, ever inspired by Jiddu Krishnamurti, ever inspired by the book of oneself. In this episode, we talk about the issue of asking a question to oneself. I'd like to discuss today the basic issue of asking a question. The issue of asking a question psychologically, in the psychological field. In the field of self-understanding. May we talk about this a little bit? It's a, it's a basic thing, isn't it? For one to ask a question to oneself and pose, pose a question to oneself is something I feel that we take for granted in the sense that we've never, for many of us at least, we've never questioned <laughs> or doubted the process of asking question itself. I wonder if we understand each other and we will talk about it now. You know, asking a question in the field of knowledge or in the superficial sense is a straightforward thing. There's nothing wrong with it. or rather it's a superficial affair isn't it to ask what what time it is to ask where a certain location is to ask specifics about a certain topic to ask what a certain mathematical formula works or how it works, to ask these kind of intellectual, academic knowledge-based 
questions is a superficial affair, isn't it? It's very straightforward. You ask a question, you get an answer. And usually, you know, there is somebody with a certain level of knowledge, with a certain level of specialization, who knows about the topic being questioned, who is able to provide an answer. It's, it's very straightforward. Now, may we discuss questioning, which is inquiring, same thing in the field of knowledge. May we go into this further together, into the significance of this matter in the field of understanding, in the psychological field. Because it seems to me that the whole issue of self-talk, self-talk, is something that is part of our daily living. And perhaps it takes different form a different form from one culture to the other, one society to the other, one civilization to the other, one group to another. But basically, essentially, regardless of shape or form, it seems a very popular affair, isn't it? to have a self-talk, to talk to oneself. Interpersonal skills. Sorry, intrapersonal, they call it. Sorry, interpersonal is talking to the other. Intrapersonal skills. How to talk to oneself. And you know, the whole game of it and the whole forms of it, you have affirmations, mantra, you know, talking to oneself to motivate oneself, self-motivation. Talking to oneself also includes, doesn't it, telling oneself to be grateful for the things one has, So gratitude, obviously, is part of that. And obviously the whole field of psychoanalysis with all its various forms, psychology, psychiatry, coaching, mentoring, all that, all this self-help industry revolves is centered around self-talk isn't it and this industry 
has become more popular over the years has taken center stage and of course the various gurus the various speakers the motivational speakers therapists coaches you know all of this is included and this has infiltrated civilization into every single corner into obviously the corporate world <clears throat> across the various industries across the world also relies on, on self-talk it's an integral part of self-help is an integral part of the corporate world isn't it of training, learning, development. We are trained to talk to ourselves, to ask questions, to analyze, to bring about emotional intelligence to become more aware more balanced we are trained to bring about a culture that is more diverse more inclusive and all of these aspects revolve around the ability of a human being to become better the ability for a human being to help oneself become better and so talk to oneself mentally Isn't this our daily life? Aren't we trained, told, educated to think in a certain way? To follow certain steps how to become better, how to become more aware, more diverse, more inclusive, more intelligent, better you know aren't we trained educated on that and and don't we try to apply this in our life in our lives because and this ladies and gentlemen is essentially how education our education our training our conditioning This is how it is, has taken hold of our lives. If one really looks at our day-to-day -day living, one will be able to see this. Because 
what we're being educated on, taught, told, trained on, we take home and we study, don't we? It doesn't have to be in the corporate world. It doesn't have to be in the academic world. Even among the illiterate. In one way, shape or the other. Somebody who has never taken a academic education or never been in the corporate world is also doing the same thing. Is also being told how to think, how to live, how to hope, how to survive, what it is to survive, and the knowledgeable and the, sorry, the academic and the illiterate, both are going back home or to the street and thinking about all of this for oneself for a minute or for many years it's the same thing really isn't it and one starts repeating what one has heard what what one has been told on how to live how to think one starts repeating these words to oneself Self-talk, mantra, prayer, all of that is the same thing essentially, isn't it? And all of this includes analysis, does it not? Most of us are trying to become better. And so we ask questions. We analyze our way of life. We analyze it, don't we? We ask questions of ourselves. We listen to Krishnamurti, to his many statements, and we take them home and we repeat them. We try to follow them, don't we? And even if we don't follow them as a certain feeling arises, even if we don't repeat what Krishnamurti has said right then and there, in the middle of the storm, in the middle of our feeling of fear, of loneliness, at one point, we rely, depend, resort to either Krishnamurti's teaching or some other speaker or some other book, a friend perhaps. We seek advice. All of this obviously is the same. And so... we go back 
and seek. We go back and seek answers to our questions. Now, one really feels that the issue is not only that we are seeking answers. The issue is in the question itself. Not that there is a right question and a wrong question and one must learn how to ask a question, how to ask a right question and avoid a wrong question. No. This is not what's being implied. We seek answers. And where, did, where has this led us? Have we gotten that answer that we are looking for? Have we brought about meaning in our life? Lasting, enduring meaning? Have we found that purpose that we are looking for? That we long for? Are we passionate, healthy, vibrant human beings without a shadow of fear, of loneliness, of struggle, of conflict? Have we gotten those answers that we are seeking? Obviously not. And perhaps the issue is in the question. Again, not to mean that one must learn right from wrong question, but the issue, the topic, the problem of questioning perhaps needs to be looked at afresh. Perhaps that is one thing that we have not done yet. To ask a question. Is to inquire, isn't it? May we please, together, if we can, go into this further. But this requires that we both put everything that we know, that we have experienced, that we have heard. We must put all of that aside if we are really to look afresh and therefore to be, to be walking together in this. It seems to me that, or I wonder if you have noticed,
how we ask or how we inquire in the psychological realm actually if one takes a, a look at how one is living today I wonder if you have noticed that thing we call questioning, inquiring in the psychological realm always so please we are always in this session today referring to the psychological aspect of questioning and not again the material superficial questioning I wonder if you have noticed the mechanism of it because it seems to me that the way we are asking question today is in the form of words right when one is talking to oneself and please this is a very simple issue we are not complicating it but please we must approach it individually afresh again and very basically we are not dealing with a complicated idea we are really merely looking at a very basic fundamental issue so let's not complicate it if, if that is possible it seems that the very mechanism of questioning inquiring today at least is in the form of words self-talk obviously is oneself repeating or thinking about certain words right which is thinking because thinking all thinking is in words in images in ideas isn't that right all thinking is in words can you think without words without the word mentally can there be thought without the word without the image question it please obviously th thought is the word is the image and so when we are asking questions to ourselves asking questions about how we are living why we are living the way we are living why our life is miserable why is there that overwhelming sorrow in our lives why we are fearful why we are lonely why we cling to ideas to people why we follow blindly 
why we seek authority when we ask questions about these aspects in our lives obviously we are asking in the form of words in the form of the word the image now can there be questioning inquiring or is it possible to question or inquire without the word without thought please consider it don't merely say yes or no but really consider it actually in your life is it possible to inquire for oneself without the word one is feeling afraid and so once one starts asking questions to oneself starts analyzing this is this is how we live today please this is not some far off notion this is reality one is afraid and so starts thinking about why one is afraid starts analyzing starts asking questions to oneself with regards the feeling of being afraid why am I afraid what can I do to stop being afraid is there somebody who knows more about this than I do and so can I find that person can I find that book how can I find that book how can I get better at not being afraid and so this whole mechanism obviously is inherently based on the word based on thinking all of it one may think that There, there may not be the word one may think that because one is one has a a deep interest or curiosity in understanding why one is afraid one thinks that that curiosity justifies what follows justifies one's behavior justifies how one consequently asks questions from oneself we may think that this justifies or make or makes of right questioning but is it so is it really justified 
Or am I basically, fundamentally, also doing the same thing as the rest of humanity? I'm still essentially, basically, using the word in the psychological field, aren't I? And one questions, really, doubts whether the word has any place in the psychological fear. Doubt it. Not because Krishnamurti talked about this, but doubt it for yourself in your life. Is it possible to inquire without the word, completely without the word, and without any shadow of thought, of image, without any single word? without self-chattering, chatter, because all psychoanalysis, all self-talk is chattering. Sirs, ladies and gentlemen, in the field of psychology, in the field of self-understanding, one is a crowd. One person even is, is already a crowd. I wonder if you see this. And so, even if one does not listen to anybody, even if one is sitting at the top of the mountain alone, isolated from civilization, even if one right then and there asks a question typically using the word then that is also crowded Conflict endures, doesn't it? Is it possible to inquire in the book of one's life daily, day after day, without the word? Which means, can one inquire non-verbally because this is what we are doing today we are inquiring verbally which is intellectually the even the illiterate person who is asking repeating is essentially intellectual and so the learned 
learned and the illiterate are both intellectuals. Please don't feel privileged. Psychologically, the, even the greatest academics, the remarkable scientists that walk this earth, they are psychologically the exact same as the illiterate person as the beggar on the street psychologically and unless there is inquiring without the word then do what one will we are always going to be stuck in this rat race called living see this for yourself don't take my word for it, obviously. Now, how does one inquire? How does one inquire without the word? Well, obviously to... To seek a method of how to do this, any method, is futile. It's a waste of time, waste of energy. And we will not go into detail regarding this topic, but this is fairly obvious. So... One hopes that we are not looking for a method of how to inquire without the word. Because that is a complete waste. We will still be exactly where we started off. But if we can, together, most seriously, if we are both concerned with this thing we call living and we are earnest then I think we can discuss together talk about whether it's possible to inquire without the word Sirs If I am feeling, if I am afraid, if I am fearful, you know, afraid, deeply afraid, not because of a physical material threat, but psychologically afraid 
insecure. Not knowing what tomorrow holds for me. Not certain that I will provide for my family tomorrow. Not certain that I will be loved tomorrow, taken care of. Not certain that I will have somebody to depend on. Not certain that I will have an identity tomorrow. Identifying with one's family, country, religion, a certain group, etc. If I'm uncertain that I will be successful tomorrow, etc., etc. And so I'm afraid deeply, psychologically. Can I look at my fear or rather can I look at fear or rather can there be observation of fear without any distortion? without the distortion that is oneself, without distortion that is the world, without distortion that is experience, without distortion that is memory, the past. Can there be observation of fear without any of this? Which means can one remain exactly where one is with fear and not move an inch away from it, not escape in any form. in any direction in using any substance using any idea can one remain exactly where, where one is with fear without moving an inch Can one remain with that disturbing feeling of fear 
without moving away from it. Have you ever tried it? <clears throat> Please don't say yes or no. <clears throat> but try it. To remain with fear so completely without relying on anybody or anything without moving in any direction or escaping without bringing in the word without bringing in thought but also without control which means if one notices that one is using the word to just notice it without controlling it because obviously control is a waste of energy don't take my word for it please see it for yourself So, can one remain with that fear, with that feeling of fear? Not the idea, not discuss fear or inquire into fear in the sense, inquire in the sense, ask intellectual questions about one's fear and have that self-talk, you know, etc. Go, we're going back into the same circle. Not that. But rather, indeliberately, in a very unplanned manner, not give regard to fear, until fear arises and once fear arises that feeling of fear to feel it most intensely to allow oneself to feel it most intensely in every part of one's body in every part of one's mind and see what happens. To be fear completely. The other day, a group was talking about that word duality. And you know, that was supposed to be a dialogue. It ended, ended up to be a debate. And perhaps, at least, a part of that discussion ended up being a debate and perhaps it was because we were merely playing around with ideas and in this case the idea of duality talking about what Kay spoke of duality what duality is what duality is not etc and you know dealing with it as a notion as an idea 
questions back and forth, which, you know, obviously is debate. That is no inquiry. And so, perhaps, this is what duality is. Perhaps self-talk is duality, is when there is the questioner and the thing being questioned. That duality there perhaps is distortion itself. And unless the questioner and the thing in question become one, actually, actually become one, not as an idea, not as another mantra, but actually unconsciously, without the slightest shadow of effort, when they become one, perhaps fear is felt in its entirety and one is not dissipating any energy whatsoever. Perhaps that's the only thing one can do. Ladies and gentlemen, to put it differently, to put it a little bit differently. Can a blind person ask what it is to see? Obviously, a blind person can ask what it is to see. But can that question bring about sight? Can that can a blind person asking a question or asking what it is to see, can that question ever bring sight to the blind? Obviously not. And in the same way, to ask a question to oneself psychologically using the word can never ever bring something worthwhile 